back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. Once again, once again, we're here. And we have some information to talk about on hitting the hardwood. Some games that had transpired on last night. We see that there was a final between Boston and Milwaukee, which ties the game at 2-2 or the series at 2-2. Boston was able to overcome a... uh, Tremendous run and and looked like they were going to pull it out at home against Milwaukee, one sixteen to one oh eight. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the Heat have uh, Game Five starting tonight on TNT at seven thirty, and uh, they'll be back in. Uh, actually, they're in Miami uh, for this game, and it looks like this series is going to be one that's going to be tough. We'll talk about that in one second as well. And one that transpired on last night, the Golden State Warriors were able to pull it out to go up three to one against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. And the Phoenix Suns pulled out a big one to even that series out as well. And uh, they'll play again tonight based on the turmoil that had happened between Chris Paul and, and uh, you know, everything uh, with the, the fan that was there. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be tough. That's probably going to ignite a fire under him, I'm sure. Uh, but there, there's some good series that are out there right now. The only one that's really looking kind of, you know, a little topsy-turvy is the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll start there. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies ends up coming up short again, 111, uh, I'm sorry, 101 to 98. And the talk in this specific situation was no John Morant with the knee injury uh, that they're saying was basically sparked by uh, Jordan Poole. But, you know, it, to me, it didn't look that way on film. But um, let's really be real about it. John Morant is averaging 38 points a game. And losing that amount of firepower to include the fact that he's shooting over 50% from uh, two and 43% from three, 86% from the free throw line, Uh, averaging seven rebounds and eight assists, my gosh, and three steals. That is like a stat line and a number that it's tough for any team to overcome. But yet, this Grizzly team fought. They found themselves in the game. They were trying to count on the next best solution because on this team, there's nobody else that is averaging in double figures except Jaron Jackson Jr., to his averaging 20 points. They tried to go to him and ended up coming up short, but he's only shooting 36%. So could you really be expected too much more when you're trying to go to him in the, in the closing seconds, they come up short. Is John Morant the reason for the, the seasons of this growling bear coming up with no growl upon it? Or is it just that they don't have a go-to guy? What is it Bob? Yeah, I, I thought that they really missed him in the closing moments last night. Much has been made uh, about how the Grizzlies actually have a better, better record and, and, and points per game and, on, and win differential and all that stuff without uh, John Morant on the court as opposed to when he is. And so you kind of wonder about his future 
with that showing is, you know, is it's similar to Russell Westbrook or John Wall, where it's a lot of numbers and incredible athleticism, but is it making the team better or is it a, a guy getting a lot of stats? That's still to be determined. I, I, you know, he's too young probably to figure that out. Um, but I will say this, he was missing the final moments last night, and you wonder if he was, you know, even 50% if you could throw him out there, like Joel Embiid. I don't think he's quite 100%, but uh, he is what he is, and they're throwing him out there. Obviously, they didn't feel that way. Um, quite yet, but I mean, that's what it was. Dylan Brooks was just chucking up air ball shots that he probably shouldn't have been taking. Jaron Jackson forced the three when they had more time to kind of get into something a little bit better. That They weren't ready for that situation. Golden State, on the other hand, is completely ready for the situation. You know, you got veterans that have taken bigger shots than that, a lot of more, you know, bigger moments. Steph Curry kind of took over there late in the game. For what it's worth, Steve Kerr was not there. Um, so it was a bit of a of a twist there for, for Golden State. And, and Mike Brown, who's now the new Sacramento Kings head coach, had to take over. He's done that before, obviously, for Golden State as well. Um, but I, I was honestly cheering for the Grizzlies a little bit just to continue the great playoff series that we've had. Everything's tied up 2-2 two to two, um, except for that series, and it was so close to doing so, but you could tell um, you know, they can play with Golden State. They can play with anybody in this league, but when you talk about winning games in the regular season and closing those against Golden State in the playoffs, it's a different thing. So they might be better without Draw Moran or you know, statistically um, can play, and, and they can, can still play with you. But I, I think that last night in the closing moments, that's when they really missed him. You know, there's no question about it. I mean, so, for example, on the other side of things, um, you you have a team that basically, even without Clay Thompson doing what Clay Thompson normally do in being a good Batman, I mean, Robin to Batman and Steph Curry, you know, Steph is averaging about 28 points. Then, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know who to call who he is, uh, the Green Lantern or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But Jordan Poole is averaging 23 points. And Wiggins is the third guy, you know, that is getting busy for them. That makes them dangerous. When you have those four guys and Clay Thompson to include your fifth guy is Draymond Green, but he's putting up numbers that makes it tough for any team to have to deal with. Steph Curry's averaging almost seven assists a game. Then you have Jordan Poole next at five. Those two guys not even Clay Thompson is like being that that guy. He's not even playing very well. Shoot 25% from three and 34 from two. But then Draymond steps in and gets you six assists. That's tough. He's only averaging four points, but he's getting six assists and almost eight rebounds a game. So, you know, they're just they're just different, man. They're just a different team. And then you have what you said, the big play uh guys and Steph Curry with 45 seconds. Um, in the game, he converts eight free throws. Yeah. You know, uh, that that's the game. And that could, that's that, the game that right could ultimately be the difference. Jordan Poole led the league this year at 92%. So, I mean, if their goal at the end of these games, if it comes down to free throws, you're going to have to foul Poole or, or, or Curry. I mean, they're going to draw it up so that either one of them gets the ball. They're going to train them all. And uh, I, I see the Warriors. I think that they'll come out of the West – um, and I think that that's one of the primary reasons for that. I mean, the, the, you just don't have a choice at the end. They're going to drain free throws. At worst, well, Clay Thompson goes to the line, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, so obviously, I mean, John Moran is a big piece of that right there that they're losing. But at the end of the day, they weren't able to get it done. And, and listen, Golden State goes up to the, with a 3-1 lead. So, 
Um, I don't know. I, I think this one may be a wrap, but you know, I, I think there's some spark and some spunk in, go, in, in Memphis. I don't think they'll just lay down. So it'll be interesting. One of the things that I find good right now is this 2-2 series with Phoenix and Dallas, even with the turmoil and the controversies that are going on in the arena. Um, you know, Devin Booker tweaks a hamstring, the same thing that that basically Kyle Lowry did. And, and so now Devin Booker, he's playing 40 minutes a game, <laughs> you know, after tweaking a hammy. That is awesome for me. I think that's just tremendous of his resilience and his abilities. He's young still, so he's able to heal. Uh, a little bit better than Kyle Lowry, who's obviously in his mid-30s. But, um, you know, he's shooting 45%. But the thing that's turning me on about uh, – not turning me on, you know, but you – know, <laughs> You're a little into it. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm a little into it. Is Devin Booker shooting 52% from the three and almost 90% from the free throw line, and he gets there uh, pretty often. And so, um, you know, you've got great balance on that team. I mean, there's six guys in double figures, so that makes them tough. But – it just seems that this Dallas Mavericks team was just a little bit tougher. I mean, they hit big shot after shot, and Luka Doncic just basically took over, almost averaging a triple-double in this series right now and averaging 33 points a game and still have five guys in double. That means they're getting shots up and they're making them at a high clip. Yeah, I, I thought that this series was over after two, and they always warn you of that. Wait till wait till somebody wins on the other team's home court before you start calling it a series. Uh, and that's what's happened. Dallas bounced back, but it, you know it's interesting to see if they can get that sort of help that that Doncic has had uh, in Phoenix as he did in Dallas because that wasn't happening so much. Game three, you had four other guys in double figures beside Doncic, and game four, you had five. Um, so the help is stepping up, and, and that was not there in the first two games, and that's why I didn't think they had a chance. But it, it's coming on. Maybe they're playing pr- better ball. Maybe it's the home calls. Maybe it's the home environment, all that stuff. We might see tonight, um, but I can't wait to see that. As far as the uh, other stuff going on there, Chris Paul, it, seems, it's, it sounds like uh, Chris Paul's family, they, 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 they take off the kid that was bothering um, Chris Paul's family. It sounds like he might have been a bit inebriated and continuing to attempt to hug and, and tell his mother Happy Mother's Day. So, you know, if you saw the, the uh, video, it's kind of weird. Everybody's looking at him um, and uh, and they had to escort him out of there. But, um, you know, that it, at least it's badgering more so than um, obviously what we've seen other fans doing in the past. But, uh, um, so I, I I don't know I, I expect that story probably to to go away pretty quickly but at the same time you don't want to you don't want to get Chris Paul upset because he had the game in the series already where what he, what he was perfect from the field fourteen of fourteen or whatever it was well the crazy thing about this game is it's happened before where uh, he had more turnovers than he had points but in this specific game he had more fouls than he had points because he fouls out but he only had four points so it's 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 crazy dynamic and like you said. His turnaround games have been phenomenal, so watch out for that as they go back to uh, to Phoenix uh, to tidy that up in, in Game 5. Um, this is the one that intrigues me as well, is the Sixers against the Heat. Um, without Joel Embiid and with Joel Embiid, and they just look totally different when Joel Embiid's in the game. One of the things that I found intriguing was that when you look at the stats of the team with Joel Embiid, right, Everything is pretty synonymous, pretty close. And I'm going to show you the difference. The points per game with Joel Embiid is about 111 points. They rebound the same, 42. Their assists are the same, 24 and 23 without. Their steals 
are better without Joel Embiid, obviously, but only really by a 0.3 percentage points. And their blocks, obviously, um, the, the crazy thing is their blocks are even up without Joel Embiid and, 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 and one, one percentage point over that. Their um, um, field goal percentage taken, made, all of that stuff is the same. Three point, you just go down the board. Free throw percentage is all the same. The difference, you ready for the difference? Mm-hmm. The difference is the amount of free throws taken. Five more with Joel Embiid. And that's because Joel Embiid leads the league in getting to the free throw line at like 11.8 times per game, right? So yeah. there's five more free throws taken, and that's the difference in their points per game. That with Joel Embiid is 110, without him is 105, and he gets there more often. And that's the difference in this game that I saw. With with uh, So it makes a difference having him as opposed to having him not. And that opened up the floodgates for um, the, the beard, James Harden, to step in and have a big game, finally. Yeah, that's a good point. And both those guys, I mean, it's not just Embiid that you're working with at the foul line. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's Harden as well. I mean, they'll, they'll get you in foul trouble. Uh, Miami can combat that a little bit. They're probably the deepest team in the league, or at least probably have the best seven-man rotation in the league. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting to me that the Heat don't really have too much of a home court advantage, which is maybe why they did great in the bubble. Is that yeah, it's Miami. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot, you know, there's a lot more to do there. Whatever the excuse you want to have, um, you know, we kind of go that through with LA and their spring game football with USC and all that stuff. Um, but re- regardless, without LeBron James, I mean, they were basically spoiled with LeBron James. And even then, they didn't always sell out their arenas or people would show up late or, or leave early and all that stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're used to it. I suppose with you play for the Heat, you're kind of understanding of that. But it doesn't leave a daunting environment. So when I think of. Uh, okay, well, maybe the, maybe this series takes a turn now that I don't, oh, Embiid's back, but they're going back to Miami. I don't really see it with Kyle Lowry still healing up. I think he's a, a really important player for crunch time. Um, they've got some other options down that bench, but especially, I mean, Joel, uh, you're not going to get 40 points every night from Butler. Uh, it's really special when he goes off, and they didn't take advantage of him and get a win. So um, I, I think the 76 is a completely turned this series around, and maybe there's a little bit of respect still left out there for Doc Rivers. Uh, so we'll see <laughs> right now we'll, we'll see uh but hopefully that that series will continue to be a great one uh let's turn to the boston celtics and the milwaukee bucks the milwaukee bucks at home come up short against to, to really open it up and make this pretty uh you know pretty uh, make it a real troubling uh, series potentially for the boston celtics but they were able to get it done on the backs of both Jason Tatum and Al Horford, who both had 30 points. But Al Horford going nuts from three, um, making, I think, five of seven in the game. Um, that was that was huge for him. And I think what ticked him off was a drive down the lane by Giannis and Tutacombo and bangs on him, really not on him, on him, but he was in the in the vicinity says something to him and then he just starts shaking his head like okay yeah and and a lot of the things that the teammates say Marcus Smart made a made a statement that he is one of the best veterans that you play with he's very just all about his business he rarely shows emotion and he goes baseline on Giannis bangs on his head and just goes crazy with emotion 
And I thought that was a tremendous moment for the Celtics and for them to get it done, even with Jalen Brown in foul trouble. Yeah, and that's one thing they're, they're going to have to still fight there is foul trouble. Giannis is, is, is impossible to guard if he wants to go to the hoop one-on-one. And without Robert Williams, that's another thing to pay attention to. I know he's not the most uh, household name for the Celtics across the nation, but he's probably their, their second best, uh, well, their best rim protector and, and, and one of their best defenders there. Marcus Smart, obviously, defensive player of the year, probably takes that, but uh, he doesn't have the size to guard Antetokounmpo. Um, Horford can't stay in front of Antetokounmpo, you know, that, so that is a problem, even though Horford kind of went off defense he kind of got in foul trouble himself because of that. And that's something, you know, he's he's not alone. That's a very difficult guy. Um, but the fact that they have Grant Williams, I mean, they can throw a lot of bodies at him. I just think they need Robert Williams back in that rotation um, to keep up with him. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic, though, to see Al Horford go off like that. If people forget, to. I know he's signed the big deal with the Sixers and then got traded around a bit, and um, so maybe you forgot about him. But a few years ago when Kyrie Irving wasn't there, um, uh, the first year of Kyrie Irving, he, he missed a play. He got hurt in Boston. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Al Horford led Boston to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think we, a lot of us just kind of look over that. Yeah, Horford was there and the young guys did it. But Horford was a really, hit a lot of important buckets there. And that's why I, mm-hmm. I praise D- Danny, or excuse me, not Danny Ainge anymore, but Brad Stevens, <clears throat> the GM, for looking back, going getting guys that worked well with this roster, these pieces in the past, and going out and getting them. So they basically got rid of the Kimball Walker um, contract and traded it for the Al Horford contract. There's, you know, at, at the time, it wasn't like, well, that's a huge win for them. I guess it gives them some depth inside. But um, he's showing up. I mean, playoff Big Al is a thing. And uh, he's showing up, uh, you know, in, in that dunk that he had and elbowed uh, Antetokounmpo was uh, the highlight of the night for me. Well, definitely don't 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 overlook Tatum, who had 13 rebounds, five assists oh, yeah. as well. As after bouncing back from a poor performance in the 103-101 loss in Game Three, where he only had 10 points on four of 19 shooting, so that's something uh, to show that he had bounced back and he, you know, he made it a statement for himself to make sure that his team had an opportunity to win this game and not at the last second as they did last time. So that's that's a big kudos to them. Good, uh, good look for the Boston Celtics. These games are tied up. The ones that are in trouble is obviously the Memphis Grizzlies. We have to take a break. We thank you again. We'll be right back to finish up the segment. Talk a little bit of football, maybe, after this. 